Hey, Miles, have you ever heard of Jingle All the Way? No! No. No, not Christmas. Not Christmas movies. Hey, wait a second. Don't I usually do this intro? It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go, take a look at five and ten, listening once again, with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. And we're diving into it. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> Hi, I'm the guest host today. I am not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do we use our real names? Do we use code names today? Well, everybody already knows who you are, Gareth. Uh, I was going to say Santa's jolliest elf. <laughs> uh, so today we're talking about the famous Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, possibly the height of his cinematic, uh, the, the, the height of his cinematic expertise, uh, Jingle All the Way. I don't know, man. Kindergarten Cop is still, like, the top of the list for me as far as, like, peak Schwarzenegger roles. What was that one with the three boob lady again? Total, Total Recall. Recall. That's, that's my favorite right there. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> oh, just because the whole yeah. eyes popping out thing? That was amazing. Oh, man. Definitely thought it was going to be the three boob lady. Uh, <laughs> no, no, actually not. So as soon as Jingle All the Way starts, uh, well, first off, I've seen Jingle All the Way probably every three-ish years since the movie came out. Wow! Um, Considering this came out what ninety-six. Wow. Okay, I thought it was newer than that. Wow, this Definitely movie. A this movie state. is older than I thought it was. Holy cow! This movie is almost as old as my girlfriend. Oh, honestly. Wow. We're just old at this point. That's a weird thing to say, Miles. I'm just... That's a I weird thing edit to say. Cam, how many times have you seen this one? Um, okay, like, I absolutely did watch it at least once a year um, when I was growing up, too. But I think the last time I saw this would have been 2008 or something. Yeah. Well over a decade. And for Miles, this was... The first time. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of Christmas movies because I, I don't know, I've never really been big in the Christmas spirit. It's never really been my thing. We broke his jing, jing genity, jingle genity. There has to be, there has to be a better way. Jingigity. Jingigity. We brought him under the mistletoe. Oh, I'm so happy there's I no mistletoe a toe in this apartment. <laughs> For the toe missile, my friends. So, <laughs> obviously, for this review, there are going to be a ton of spoilers. Um, and if you haven't seen Jingle All the Way from 1996 and you're listening to an obscure podcast reviewing it, yeah, like th- you, you, you kind of have it coming at this point. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think we need to worry about that. No, 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 we just, we just dive into this. Like, it's Jingle All the Way. You've got 30 new Hallmark movies every year, and then you've got this. And they're all this the is exact a classic. same. Every single Hallmark movie is so similar. See, oh. isn't it a good thing that we didn't have you watch like the Christmas Shoes or something like that? Instead, we had you watch this. That'll no, no that's such a better choice. Sounds infuriating. If you made me watch you that, kn- you wouldn't have a TV. <laughs> well, okay, I mean, well, you know Maybe that I shouldn't host anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know the song, right? The Christmas Shoes. I don't think I do. No. Okay, then I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it that way. So you, you know, know what? what? That's- that's fine. No, no Hallmark movies in this just, apartment. <laughs> you know what? We don't need to. Why couldn't we have Weird Al's Christmas at Ground Zero then? <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't so no. This movie starts <laughs> in something which is 
how do, how do we actually how, what is the cinematic term for that? Well, I it mean, you've got a show, show within, within a show. Yeah, although in this case, it's a oh, show a within a movie, but whatever. Showception. Yeah. So we have a showception where mm-hmm. we're introduced to the characters of Turbo Man and Booster and their mortal enemy Dementor, Dementor. and it becomes very clear immediately that there is a strong dichotomy between the Chad Turbo Man and the Beta Booster. <laughs> and in a situation like this, where we have a Man in red and gold spandex, and a pink cat also in gold spandex. Neither of them seems like the right choice, but choose the guy and not the talking cat. I mean, I feel like that would probably be the opposite these days. I feel like that's very anti-LGBQT+. How many LGBT are cats? Um, Actually, I mean... I don't know if I want to go down this... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just just about uh, to say... I saw one at a park, and yeah, I, my coworker was like, "No, I think that's just a mascot." And I was like, "No, no, it's not a no." And I just kept driving as fast as I could, and she was like, "No, I think we should stop and talk." I'm like, "We're not talking." Um, I look at it this way: whatever makes you happy, because the world can be a horrible, miserable place. And if that makes you happy, go for it. Just don't make other people have to get what involved. What if it makes me unhappy? They're also anti- that sounds like a you problem. Then. <laughs> they're also anti-fascist, so they're okay in my books. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> and this podcast has somehow conflated <laughs> Turbo Man with furries and fascism. So what do you we are mean? To- what do you mean? You've are- got Booster right there. How is that not like uh, okay. <laughs> Booster? You know what? I <laughs> You know, I said this while we were watching the movie about how. Every parent whose child was like, I want a booster doll for Christmas was probably like, thank you. I love you so much because it's so easy to get the toy for you. But now that we're having this conversation, I'm just sitting there going, hmm. They might be saying that for about three more weeks. And then after that, we'll be like, so why did you want gymnastic lessons again? Why did you want booster? And why are you suddenly wanting to wear cat ears all the time? And then all these, and then, you know, a decade or two later, all of a sudden they're watching the show again. They're like, oh, so this is what awoke this in me. It all makes so much (laughs) sense now. I now have a picture of this pink cat wearing a red army hat as like a propaganda poster. Just some Russian phrasing on a poster behind it. Who's the true beta now, huh? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Although I do find it funny that you said beta booster because I'm sitting there going, isn't that a real thing? Like well, they're beta blockers, which they get to, uh, to stop that from shaking, which I don't know why do we know this. Why is that common knowledge? Well, I think beta blockers are used for some other things, too. But again, kind of out of the purview it of this. It sounds like a drug thing. Well, it is technically. Yes, but... It's it, a good drug. Yes. I'm sure a lot of people tell themselves that. Sure. Uh, so we start with our, we start <laughs> with our showception, and then it pans out to uh, a young Anakin Skywalker... Um, mm. watching this show. <laughs> so we're trying to find a way to tie in um, Turbo Man with the Star Wars Cinematic Universe. And what sure do you mean? The, we've got it right there. Jake Lloyd's right there. I'm sure by we the end Anakin. of the episode we can strengthen this case. Well, I think what you're missing out is the fact that uh, technically Anakin Skywalker never had a father uh, because his father was the Force, which tells mm-hmm. us that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Force. And as a lot of people don't realize, Arnold Schwarzenegger is actually a big fan of Glock firearms because he's Austrian. Therefore, basically anybody who uses the Force should be using the Glock, which means the Jedi are wrong in their ideologies that firearms are primitive and uh, chaotic weapons. So if we follow this mental thread, 
Star Wars is technically pro-firearms propaganda. Actually, I mean, if we're being honest here, it's pretty much only Obi-Wan who is anti-blaster because he's the only Jedi who comments on it. He makes the comment in episode three after he kills Grievous. Yes, there's that one. And then he says something similar in A New Hope, but I can't remember because he says something to Han about it. Yeah, like he he does say something. I'll always take my sword over your blaster. He's like, I'll take a good blaster any day because I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? Deflect it? And he's like, Hell yes. Well, yeah, like that's the gist of the conversation, but I don't remember exactly it is. I'm sure someone out there probably does. So feel free to you know tell us. (laughs) And as so as we're running through the title credits, like they're showing the show section, they're showing young Anakin before he started killing people. And, uh, Before the younglings just, just minor, minor, a little speed bump in his life. Um, <laughs> like this end, it gets everywhere. Actually, Cam looked up what the director ended up doing. Oh yeah, Brian, Brian Levant. Levant. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that the guy that did Jingle All the Way did mm-hmm. a lot of very influential films from my childhood, such as Beethoven, well, Beethoven, um, the Flintstones movies, Snow Dogs. Right, 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 right. Cisco's uh, greatest film. Yeah, what the heck? Uh, I feel like there was something else that he did in there, too. I'll try and see if I can quickly pull that back up. Ooh, he did Problem Child 2. Hmm, interesting. Are we there yet? Thank you, Ice Cube. Um, well, then after that, it's just kind of... Mm, I didn't see The Spy Next Door. I'd say, I'd say that's probably like the most recent thing, but still kind of like in the same category, right? Yeah. Wasn't that with Jackie Chan? That was sure was. Yep. I, I think I remember that. That was a long time ago since I've seen it. So Brian well, Levant stayed pretty active in the family-friendly comedy world. Hey, man, if it works, just do it. No, honestly, no shame, because you, you were saying that he had some issues with critics, right? Wow. Critics don't like his movies because they're not great films. They're not films that critics like. And so then he just said, yeah, but people keep going to Blockbuster and they keep picking them up. So who's laughing now? People like my movies. Well, I don't think most families want to get a film that will make them think, you know. Let's get let's get the kids around and talk about existentialism or something. Oh, we can all, we can have a great conversation about, you know, animal cruelty and things like that in Beethoven. Come this on. Is, the cat is... in the hat discussing the futility of free will. This is exactly I feel like that would why... have been so much better if they actually did that in the cat in the hat movie. This is exactly why my parents say I definitely should not have kids. I think too much. <laughs> I'm trying to think what would the cat in the hat say about the futility of life? I mean, I think his whole actions do when you stop and think about it. I do not know why I am here. I do not want to live, my dear. Oh, no, he wants to live, but he wants to distract himself. You're now confusing him with Sam from Green Eggs and Ham. Everybody rhymed in the Seuss universe. I know. Well, yeah. The Seussiverse, my friend. The Seussiverse. Seussiverse. I like that. The Seussiverse. Um, (laughs) So then we start getting introduced to the rest of the family. So we have young Anakin, a.k.a. Jake Lloyd. We have his mom, who's... I forget her first name. Uh-oh. What, is it like the character's name? Or Rita, well, well, Rita Wilson? Name is Rita, Rita Wilson. Wilson, but... Their last name is Langston. Something Langston. Right. Um, and then naming Arnold Schwarzenegger Howard as a character. I don't Howard, know. Howard the Howard. Howard A.K.A. Hauser, yeah. I, um, yeah, but that's only his neighbor that called him that. So, like, how much does it count? Howard just feels like a wrong name for a guy like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Liz. Liz. Liz Langston and Howard Langston. Oh, she was totally a lizard person. (laughs) Liz, short for lizard. Yeah. (laughs) And then we then we're introduced to his creepy neighbor, 
Ted, played by Phil Hartman. Ted Bundy. Oh, yeah. At, not quite. <laughs> I don't, I hope that's not part of the cinematic universe as well. You never uh, know. He was he a neighbor was, next I door. I mean, his last name is Malton, so. Okay. He probably we're changed safe. It. <laughs> I mean, he does talk about how he's single now. I mean, his son says that they got separated and divorced. He did keep his ring on for the whole movie. I noticed that. Did he actually? Phil Hartman's character, R.I.P. Phil Hartman, by the way. That was a mm-hmm. terrible way to go. Yes. Um, but he did keep his ring on the whole movie because I noticed that too because I knew him as the creepy, you know, horny neighbor. And he has his ring on. If you go back and watch it again, you'll see he has his ring. But he's like grabbing for the That's... cookies and stuff. And he's holding the phone up. He still has his wedding ring on. You know why that, that is? is? so weird. Because he it's can't to... let go of the past? No, it's it's because it helps. It's like an aphrodisiac. That is true. A lot of these single women in that are like, oh, he's taken. Well, I got to have him. Our secret mm. special guest in the background. Sweetheart, do women prefer men that have rings on? To each their own. To, to each their own. Okay. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> Approved. Yeah, we, we, we have a All secret right. hidden guest who gave a very... Middle of the road answer, um, <laughs> just like a god. <laughs> so it, was either, it was either that or just one of those. Uh, uh-uh, uh, keep me out of this. Uh, not. Nah. Um, so as this as this film goes on, I, I feel like the whole plot of this film is gay capitalism. But when you watch it a little further, you're like, oh no, capitalism, because you have people fighting to the death for a cheap piece of plastic that was probably made overseas for pennies, leading to. We should have counted the crimes in this film. We have <laughs> we have a homemade bomb. We have animal abuse. We have break and enter. We have trampling. arson. What yeah. was that? Trampling. Trampling, yep, trampling yes. for the store yep. employees. The mob. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, child molestation. Yep. Um, <laughs> what do you call it? When Impersonating you an officer. Somebody? Yep. Oh right. my god. What, what do you call it when you intimidate somebody? Uh, badgery. No. Badgery. No. We definitely do have that. Definitely um, badger, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, that's just harassment, isn't it? If harassment. Good yeah. old harassment. We're actually skipping ahead a little bit, but I did write down, <laughs> is impersonating a police officer morally acceptable if it's for the purpose of Turbo Man acquisition? I'm, so, I'm, Cam, you can go first. Run in a the true capitalist world, of, Yes. I would say, considering that he didn't, would be proud. Considering that he didn't necessarily do anything wrong in that situation, like he was, ju- like he went there under false pretenses okay. in a way. So I don't think that he necessarily would have gotten charged with anything since he was just a victim. So in a way. It's okay, I guess, because it meant that he could speedily get out of the situation that he would have gotten out of anyways. Because, again, he didn't necessarily do anything wrong. Because they assaulted him first. Really? They threw the first punches. Really? What? When he picked the two guys up that were laughing at him and was yelling at them. You're like, where's your holiday spirit? I don't think that was provoked. Okay, now that's a separate separate incident. incident. We're talking about... The incident that led to him impersonating an officer. Even though this character is a history of violence against <laughs> store employees, all store employees and children. Um. So you see, at the end of the day, and this is just for and this is just up. for Howard. You know what this this show just proves: everybody is not innocent. Everybody has done something wrong, and that's just for Howard. This isn't even getting into Sinbad's character, Myron Larrabee. Oh God! So Sinbad as the toy conspiracist, he is a gift. The fact that we get 
him, he has solid comedic chops, and the fact that we get him as the guy speaking out against capital letters, big toy, the toy cartel, that was fantastic. And it's it's funny how the movie is. It, it ends on a very pro capitalist note, but Sinbad's character the whole time seems to be a weirdly yeah, he seems to be an anti capitalist character that gets subverted by the will of his children. So like he's anti capitalist because of the fact that he doesn't want to do what he's doing, but he also doesn't want his kid to grow up hating him like he hated his dad because of the situation. So he's caught in that cycle. That he hates because of capitalism. And we're immediately back in existentialism and the futility of the capitalist drive. Isn't Boom! It? This movie is a philosophy lesson. And the critics said that there was nothing to talk about. I'm, <laughs> I'm critical of these critics that didn't realize that. This is actually an anti-capitalist screed. I mean, what's even funnier about when he's going on that screed is I'm sitting here in 2021 being like, yeah, that's... yeah... Yeah, he makes a lot of really good points. And nowadays it's even <laughs> sneakier, because, like, the kids don't necessarily want the physical toys as much, but with mm. all those games and all the microtransactions, yeah, they'll yeah. cost you way more than action figures. Oh, yes, because they just keep coming. You I know, need buy, you're, I need to buy more a, Fortnite money. Yeah. I, I need know, my dances, Dan. I don't even know. What, was, what do they call Fortnite money? Uh, well, um, but, well, like, getting skins and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. Need more flossing emojis. <laughs> hey, man. Gotta, gotta flex on them. Oh, uh, man. And if not that, there's good old... Well, actually, I guess you wouldn't... Oh, okay. Maybe some parents might get NFTs for their kids, but... Oh, no. Uh, I don't save. know if the kids necessarily asked for it. I feel like they'd be I a bad doubt parent. they did. So, the story so far, <laughs> since we've... Wow. Um, all right. So, I don't know. We've covered quite a bit. He's trying yeah. to get a Turbo Man doll, so, and like that's pretty much it. Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, Howard, is... The Hauser. A.K.A. The Hauser. Is essentially a shitty dad who's only really focused on work, 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 work. You know, he misses his kid's karate um, belt ceremony uh, because he's too busy working. And then, telling his wife that he's his best customer. Yeah, you're my best customer. Props to him for actually working and not being at the Christmas party. Yeah, he did skip the Christmas party to make extra money. And his family did have a very nice house. A very nice house in probably well, a nice area. I don't know if he's like the the owner of the mattress company or whatever the heck it is. Um, even if he just makes He probably fought his way up to the Or, top. yeah, even if he's like head of marketing or something like that. Does like it he's, say on the wiki page if he's like, um, the, if he's like the manager? I don't know. That's a good question. Just oh, says oh, it just salesman. says mattress salesman. But like he's got an office. Like that was a huge office. I mean, I have an office. He's and not I don't a do shit. So, well, I'm. He's not a floor salesman. All right, like that he's look, like he's you know diving in and you know like going through all like the you know accounts and things like that. Like he's probably you know salesman of the year, so many years. Do you have to worry? <laughs> yeah, right. Do you have to worry about capital letters, big mattress. No, I don't. <laughs> the mattress cartel. What is mattress? Mattress gonna come knocking down our door or something like that? I about. don't know. But why did you say their name? <laughs> now they're gonna come for me. I don't know what you're talking about. My dad's company doesn't have a toy attachment or mattress attachment. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh god! And you guys we do literally, <laughs> we do literally have a van that says cartel on the back. 
That is the license plate. I'm still in your good books, right? <laughs> You'll find out if I have to bring the cartel payment maker, our 13th, or what is it, three-foot uh, pipe wrench? We don't need a three-foot pipe wrench, but we got one. Uh, mm. Got to make sure they make payments. My yeah, you don't. My kneecaps are very. Uh, yeah, I was about delicate. to say you don't. You don't need it until you need it. So it's good that you have it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so we have a shitty dad. We have a kid who may or may not grow up to be a homicidal maniac. Um, and we have, is that is that because of his you know absentee father? Who's to say? Possibly. And then we have Phil Hartman playing the horny and very um, very sociable neighbor. Clearly, yeah. every other eligible female in the neighborhood is obsessed with uh, Ted. Ted Bundy, yeah. Ted, 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 possibly Ted Bundy. I mean, um, to be fair, considering that they are single, because that's what it says in the cast. Yep. Oh, oh. Single, single Literally says life. that they're single, yeah, single mother, you know, first name. Mary, Jane. So, I mean, I guess yeah, in you that way... a single housewife, can you? You can't. What? Unless they're, they're widowed. Wives. Oh, Unless right. they're widowed. Unless they're widowed. Technicality. Right, I see. So you know that one of them could have been a black widow. So, oh, no. So, anyways. So, so the single moms are all over him, which, you know what. And, uh, and the day is Christmas Eve. So, it's Christmas Eve, and Rita Wilson, a.k.a. Lizard Langston, mm-hmm. um... Just casually drops, oh yeah, by the way, you got the present, right? And obviously, um, Howard Langston, a.k.a. Arnie, gives the whole, and realizes that he um, didn't get it. You didn't get to the chopper. He was too busy selling mattresses (laughs) in order, instead of, uh, you know, buying this one piece of plastic, you know. That he could have sent his, like, secretary to do. Easily. Easily. You know. Sorry, so, sorry, family, for buying you this giant house. There's only three of us living here, and we have a house big enough for like eight people. How many maids do you think they have? I, probably uh, Arnold and maids. Don't uh, Arnold and maids. <laughs> we have to be careful here. Well, this was before that. Before. <laughs> um. So yeah, essentially, the central point of this movie is Arnold realizes, oh shit, I don't have a present for my kid. And he goes on a long journey to try and find this Turbo Man doll for his child. Um, and along the way, he has a friend slash ally slash enemy right. in the form of Sinbad. Um, right. With for the... anyone that is not familiar, Sinbad is a comedian who was huge in the 90s and early 2000s and still does a bit of stuff. But he is... Like, this movie had some solid talent, because Phil Hartman was a solid comic. Oh, yeah, Sinbad is and was a solid comic. Arnold Schwarzenegger, this was when he was starting to transition out of action movies. He was still, like, you know, a chisel-jawed older man, but... I mean, this, he's, he'd all, like, this wasn't too removed from doing Last Action Hero and... This um, is probably, like, a decade from Predator. Yeah, but you uh, haven't seen yeah, Conan but, the Library. Uh, he also would have done what? True Lies similar this uh, not too shortly before this as well. You haven't seen Conan the Librarian. It's a skit from uh, UHF, Weird Al Yankovic's UHF, where Conan is a librarian. And I'm pretty sure it was Arnold Schwarzenegger doing the role as well. You're dead serious. Okay, ah. well that's, we are, we are now doing a side quest. Trying to find Arnold Schwarzenegger. Everybody right now, feel free to look up on YouTube, Conan, 
The library. The library. We shall see if it is still available. Oh, it's on there. It's probably on there. Okay, maybe we should save this video for after, though. Oh, alright, take... Jeez. Alright, we're back from our side quest, and it was not actually Arnie, but it is a very they, good premise. Yep. They, they could have... Could have even been a solid miniseries if you had the right writers. Oh, if you don't know about UHF, you've got to see that. I'll get it for you. I only know it as ultra high frequency. Like That's actually what fans. it is. Yes. That's what, it's all about Weird yeah. Al Yankovic basically getting a TV station. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that seems dangerous. That's oh, it funny. absolutely is. But I love this series, uh, Fun with Mud for Teens. <laughs> okay, uh, you'll need to send me to this after. <laughs> we'll, we'll sit down and watch it. This will be a January thing. <laughs> so so while Arnie and Sinbad are going out looking for this terrible man doll, they go In through. addition to like everybody else in Minneapolis who hasn't also gotten one of these dolls. On Christmas Eve, which is one of the worst times to ever be out shopping. Makes me feel okay. really bad for the people who I, live in Megapolis. I think that's circumstantial because I have done a lot of shopping on Christmas Eve and I've never had issues getting what I needed. I've never had issues of like being in long lines or anything like that. I've You're never... also uniquely blessed and your parents were wizards. Lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make you a wizard? Wait, what kind of wizard are we talking about? Like the one you have to study or the one where you're just born one? I don't, I don't know, Doug. Uh, this is definitely feeling like one of those ones where you were just born one. Congratulations on yep. having like Gandalf as a father. Then maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's magic. <laughs> um. So yeah, they're they maybe go through all blood. of these different. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh my god! Like Herculean trials trying to get this doll. They have a fight in a mall. They have a fight on the street. They have a fight in a diner. They uh. So much bring property down. They, they bring an IED into a radio station. It's, they got into a fight with a hundred Santas at a sneaky, suspicious warehouse. And let me let, let me say, the Secret Santa gang was a very nice touch to this film. <laughs> Having the... Uh, as the secret doorknock code, that was clever. So I think that's actually part of the Payday universe because in Payday, there's actually one mission where you have to go break into a uh, like a Santa setting in like the, no. the crazy part of town, and then all Santa of the all of the bikers are like dressed up like elves putting cocaine inside presents, <laughs> and you steal the presents and you got to throw them in the sewer so that way you can collect them and sell them for your game. That's I mean, I funny. feel like great. if this wasn't a family film, they probably would be you know stuffing cocaine in the bears. Absolutely. Like, they probably were. Actually, they wouldn't be bears, they'd be meals. Uh, I mean, yes, but uh, who gets a... Actually, I shouldn't say that. There'd probably, there's probably some religious people that will give donkeys and mules as instead of bears as presents. One of these days I'll get puns so bad that Gareth will jump me. I'll just quit. I'll just, I'll just quit. <laughs> Mid-episode. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, like, they go through this horrific set of trials, and uh, this was also back in the day when it was still a lot more acceptable to be an alcoholic. You could just have your little jacket flask. Oh, it's a little cold. I'm going to put a bunch of booze in my coffee. Or everybody's smoking. Yep. Like all the like all the mascots and everyone who's like involved in the float parade and everything like that. They're just like, nope, I'm not out there yet. Also, fun fact, even though <sighs> I need booze a dart. makes you feel warmer. It's only it actually cools off your body faster because yeah. it flushes your 
Pers- extremities. Yep. Personally, I think you guys are wrong about yep. that. Like, I think it's still what socially about? acceptable to be drinking alcohol. It all just depends on the people you hang out with. Yep, I agree. Do we need to I talk? very much agree. <laughs> What oh, do you really? mean? He I doesn't drink. He doesn't drink. <laughs> I don't drink. I don't yeah. do drugs. I don't smoke. Jeez, the only thing I'm addicted to is sugar. That's not true. You do drugs, but they're prescription. Yeah. Keep my amphetamines out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my prescription meth. Yeah. No, it's yep. not meth. It's amphetamines. It's yep. different. Mm. <laughs> um, also, there, there were some <laughs> really good lines on this film. Like when uh, Sinbad is... Oh, like when everybody's trying to get the to the and... toy? Like, what were some of the lines there? Yeah, there's all the people when they're trying to get to the Oh my god! He's right. There were some some good lines. Oh god, I don't know how much more of this. Oh no. (laughs) Oh, there are so many things that have been memes over the years, though. I mean, you know, we all know that it's not a Tuma from (laughs) Kindergarten Cop, but of course, in this one, we've got the where's your Christmas spirit? Yeah. And, and also when he's coming out of the ball pit, I'm not a pervert. I'm just looking for Turbo Man. <laughs> I feel like if any of us gets accused of some shit, that has to be our out. I'm not a pervert. I'm just looking for Turbo Man. I mean, again, like, the one that I'm sure everyone knows is probably when he's on the phone. Put that cookie down now. <laughs> that was good. I like that one. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the Oh, man, the way Phil Hartman did that scene. Oh, God, with how he was eating the cookies. He's good at that. He's very good at being He did that so well. And it's interesting because, so, like, he has the charm dialed in a certain way when Liz is around, and she's not having any of it. But then whenever he's talking to Howard, all of a sudden he's just, like, turns it to a really dark place. Always casually demeaning. Yeah. And then, of course, he does what he does when he when he's eating the cookies, which is just, like, disturbing. Ecstatic groaning. Well. Ah, oh, cookies. What, you guys don't eat cookies like that? I, man, I, um, I just ate some cookies, and you did not hear any of that coming out of me. Maybe you just need to eat cookies, right? <laughs> Maybe I need better cookies. <laughs> yeah, clearly we need to eat the same cookies that uh, that Ted was eating. We, we we need Liz Langston to come bring some cookies to. Do you think Rita Wilson still bakes? Should be. <laughs> I, I, I feel we like we could ask. I, find her on Instagram, Rita Wilson. I need your cookies. She'll be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> hey, did you bake the cookies and jingle all the way? What? <laughs> Serious question. Did you? <laughs> Inquiring, inquiring minds want to know. This is oh, she does still have a. Why is she posting crosswords? What is this? <laughs> She's waiting for us. You have to ask her. Okay, Rita Wilson. <laughs> Do it. It's not Rita Wilson. What was your cookie recipe for? Two? You know what? Oh, God. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What was your cookie recipe? And jingle all the way. Link that, media talk to that. Is that through? Uh, is that through Instagram or? Oh yeah. Uh, Instagram? Oh, I don't know if we yeah, have we, one. No, we, no, we don't, no, we don't have one of those yet. Something to think, something to work on for the new year. Better social media presence. Yeah, I'll get on that eventually. Oh, it's yeah. Not, what was your cookie recipe and jingle all the way? I need to know what got Ted so excited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll see if she responds. She has, she has a million followers, but who knows? Maybe she's bored and wants to bake. 
I need to know what got Ted so excited. Hey, this isn't the first time that we've asked, you know, celebrities to do stuff. Oh, who else have you asked? Keanu Reeves, remember? Yeah, yeah. We're... Well, we haven't gotten to that yet, but we will. We're going to ask Keanu Reeves to redo uh, Marion Max, the... Uh... The what do you call that part? The narration part. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Just because do the guy did the... it well. Like mm-hmm. the guy, the original guy did it amazing. Who is it? Humphrey. Barry Humphrey. Barry Humphrey. He did an amazing job. But we want people to know Mary and Max. And one of the best ways to do that is if we ask Keanu Reeves just to like redo it. And... You know what? I didn't know Mary and Max was a thing ever. So... Oh, it's beautiful. You'll I'll yeah. show you one day. Yep. And then you'll listen to our podcast episode about it, and it'll make so much sense. All the things we're talking about. Yeah. The last thing I have to say about Jingle All the Way is... What do you mean the last thing? Well, because we oh, oh, I only have one more <laughs> sentence left in me, and then I've used my word count for the day. I have a time, I have like an exact number in my head right now. Um, it it had decent CGI for 1996. Yeah, honestly. Until the flying scene. The flying yeah, scene well. was a bit wonky, but like that weird reindeer, the little discs, Turbo Man shoots out of his wrist. I think they it was were, an animatronics, though. Uh... Which for the reindeer? Like the, for, yeah, the, for the reindeer? I'm pretty sure they used animatronics for that. They probably yeah, did. If so that was pretty good. Like in terms of like when he, you know, punches the reindeer out. Yeah, or some kind of a puppet. I don't think they'd actually let him punch him. Uh, no, no. That sounds like a no. what's his name? There's a Liam Neeson thing though. <laughs> Not well, an Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. Right. But I like the Humane Society and like the SPCA would be like so mad if that happened. I don't know who you are or what you want. If it's money you want, reindeer noises in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest here. Liam Neeson, he he woke up one day and told the directors, like, hey, I'm going to go fight wolves. Make it happen. And then they made that one movie where he fights the wolves. The gray was just yeah. him having that idea one day. You got they're like, fine, we're, you have to turn it into a movie or else he's coming after wolf. us. So you said, you know, he's just saying like the, the effects look pretty good and except for the flying part. So <laughs> budget for this movie was 75 million. Oh. And I'm pretty sh- now now I'm pretty sure probably like 50 million of that was just salaries for people. Yeah. Like I'll bet 25 million of that was just to get Arnie. Because he was huge. Even oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, he's still pretty big. Oh, yes. Obviously. Oh, my God. How many minutes left? <laughs> uh, I'm curious if they, like, specifically say that. Oh, 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 yeah. It says here Schwarzenegger was paid a reported $20 million for the role. So are pretty close. Th- so that right there, that's already almost like a third of the budget just to make sure that he's in the movie. <laughs> Thank God you don't have to pay child actors. Well, you do. No, you what? Just pay their parents. <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah, the, the the kids are getting paid, but you know, it's getting <laughs> it's collected allowance. by their parents. You know, <laughs> they're not doing this for free. Well, there goes my budget for the orphan Annie production I was going to make. I mean, if you're going to do something like that, that's different. <laughs> but for something like this, I'll just go to a country where they don't have labor laws. Yeah, and there's probably plenty of orphans there for you yep. too. So hey, they'll win win experience. So yeah. you know it's a win win win. <laughs> the all Cambodian remake of Annie. It's just getting better the more we talk about it. <laughs> How can you say no to this project now, Gareth? 
<laughs> Looking for angel investors for my exploitative film. Hey, hey, he's who, said, who said anything about it being exploitative? We're offering them a great experience. <laughs> like unpaid interns. You know what? we got to take them one step further. Maybe they can pay us to be interns. <laughs> yeah, work experience is a strong thing. Hmm. But yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much what I've got for this. <laughs> well, personally, as All a right. person who has not really seen this movie before... And isn't really into Christmas movies. I, I do not like Christmas Christmas movies that much, like at all. Would this? Would you say this film is too Christmassy? A little, just oh, a little. No. I don't know. I've never really been a big fan of Christmas because it's like you take a pagan holiday and then it was absolved by Christianity and then it was absolved by capitalism. I did a great job of showing just how destructive. Do you it can mean? Be, but... Do you mean absorbed? Absorbed, yes. Yeah, absolved is not the right word. <laughs> Sorry, it's a little late here. I mean, I'm sure the Christians, you know, forgave all the pagan sins, yeah. right? They had, a, they had a good history of that. Yeah. Well, you know, in their you, you know, know what, in guys, their own, in their own way, right? I know you prayed to a tree, but here's your mulligan. You got to do over. <laughs> Start praying to my God. <laughs> it comes, you know, by the sword, but you know these things happen, and then by the burning at the stake. So, so would you they, say that those are the luckiest was, of us all? All I can say would you would you recommend this movie to other people? Mm, maybe I, mean, <laughs> I don't, we, I don't we, really know. We have a solid maybe. <laughs> and now, in that, I think maybe in that case, it's like how many people do you know have probably already watched this movie and they've probably already seen yeah. it. Yeah, and then they're probably going to say, <laughs> me, "Oh, have you seen?" It? I'd say, "Oh, well, yeah, I, I have, have now." I'm not going to say regrettably, <laughs> but. I would, so I'm I would not going to say this. like, oh yeah, that was such a great movie. I love Christmas. Let me go throw on my sweater. No, that's oh, not me. the greatest Christmas sweater. But <laughs> I, I would say this movie is a solid six out of ten. Um, yeah, because you know, like 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 Brian, like the director said, you know, it's not groundbreaking. It's not going to win you know some crazy awards, but it's a decent, funny Christmas movie that you can watch with your family without things getting weird. And you can watch it not at Christmas, too, because people do that sometimes. I definitely know the first time I saw this movie, it wasn't during Christmas. Yeah, this is not an existentialist Christmas movie. You can watch it and turn your brain off and be like, oh, capitalism and you know, the big guy in the spandex. And then, you know. Hooray, he gave his son a gift he'll never forget. Yep. And then he the immediately gave trauma. it away. <laughs> Uh, sure. I mean, there's probably things that he's going to have to unpack later in life, but for right now, he's probably best Christmas ever. Especially when his mom was all like, Howard? After no. seeing him in all that spandex? <laughs> Howard. I feel like there's always going to be a space for the movies where you can turn your brain off, though. And for me, this is one of those movies where I can watch it every couple of years and be like, oh, he said the thing. And like, I don't need to think too hard about it. It's just that... Easy, mind-numbing comfort film. Ah, so like watching Dead and Breakfast, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to think too hard. And that's sometimes nice. I don't know. I still think we could have gone into the whole politics of hobos and occultism and that. <laughs> Wait, for Jingle All the Way? No, no, no. For the uh, Dead and Breakfast. Movie. Oh, okay. And we still did not find our way to tie this into Jacob's Ladder, but I feel like we'll need to do one episode where it's just all the tie-ins. Jacob's ladder. Oh man, I'm not good with knots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I am. <laughs> My uncle's a rigger. 
<laughs> well, I will say in this movie, uh, I think it was cornier than Kansas in August, so nice. I don't know. <laughs> nice. That's just the right amount of corn. I think that's a solid place to end this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean... Good night, folks. Again, you know, the director said, you know, when families are going into Blockbuster and renting it, you know, that's everything that you need to know. Rip Blockbuster. Oh, you tell, left, you tell, left us too soon. You got to tell that guy who made the song. Which which guy? The one who did somebody I used to know. Oh, what the... Gautier. Yeah, Gautier. Gautier. Or we can get... Uh, what was the... What was the, the the island one or whatever the Canadian band that uh, someone else will someone else will tell me who that who I'm thinking of that island. <laughs> well they did the thing where they were all like where it was all five of them playing the playing a guitar at the same time and they were singing the song they did a they did a cover of it and it was oh, really yeah. well received yeah I remember that it was really yeah, good actually yeah 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 I just don't remember what the name of the band was so someone's gonna have to tell me that was pretty cool. Anyways, this has been our holiday special. Thanks again, Gareth. Yeah, thanks You're for welcome. dropping by. <laughs> I'll get you for showing me a Christmas movie. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, thank you. Until next time. I've got a special thing to do for you. <laughs> <laughs>